I'm sure we don't have to point this out to most people watching, but it's really hot outside. And that's the case for pretty much everyone in at least the Northern Hemisphere, as we all continue to boil alive as a result of extreme weather caused by climate change. The entire world, the whole globe, the planet Earth just had its hottest week on record, according to the World Meteorological Organization, and that includes the ocean which of course results in potentially devastating impacts on ecosystems and the environment. You know, allegedly, of course. <laughs> uh, we'll get to the latest updates on the creative ways that animals are kicking our asses for ruining their planet in a second, but let's take a look at just how extreme things have gotten this summer. So here in the United States, if you aren't busy boiling alive underneath some heat dome somewhere, you're probably more concerned with the torrential rain and catastrophic flooding that's destroying the northeastern part of the country. The extreme weather has been inescapable, and sorry to be the ones to deliver this bad news to you, but uh, it's almost certainly going to get worse from here on out. Mm -hmm. Record-breaking heat, wildfires, flooding, hurricanes, tornadoes, and more are not only happening on a more frequent basis, but are also becoming more and more intense. The fact that we just had the hottest week on record is second only to the news that last month was overall the hottest month of June on record. And chances are, we're going to keep breaking these records for the foreseeable future. Uh, yeah. Don't get that metal framed, because uh, it's going to be outdated by next month, probably. Taking it right down. Gone are the days of fun records being broken, like two fat guys on motorcycles, or the guy with the long fingernails. Nope. Now the records are just coinciding with news stories about people baking bread in their mailboxes, dropping dead from heat stroke, or being swept away in sudden and violent floodwaters. Again, we're gonna lighten the mood in a little bit with animals kicking our ass for what we've done to this planet, but here's CBS News to kind of sum up how bad things have been just the past few weeks. Boiling heat and raging floods have taken the world by storm this week, plummeting millions of people across the world into dangerous and deadly conditions. But it's not a temporary trip of bad luck, it's becoming the new norm. The heat waves causing record temperatures, storms dumping record rain on cities, and wildfires raging across thousands of acres of land are all the impact of an undeniable source, climate change. Their reporting continues. El Nino is believed to have spawned the latest events as it comes at the onset of warmer sea surface temperatures, but experts have warned that the current situation won't suddenly vanish when El Nino departs. We are in uncharted territory and we can expect more records to fall as El Nino develops further and these impacts will extend into 2024, said Christopher Hewitt, head of International Climate Services for the World Meteorological Organization. This is worrying news for the planet. Yeah, I'm a bit worried. Yeah, same. Uh, the article then goes through just some of what our planet has faced in recent days, dangerous heat waves across the world. The southwest U.S. has been battling extreme heat for days, and as of Friday, the National Weather Service predicts that the dangerous heat wave will continue. At least 93 million people in the U.S. are under excessive heat warnings and advisories Friday morning as the intense heat continues its stretch from the west coast to the Gulf Coast, the agency said. But the extreme heat isn't constrained to the U.S. Europe has been facing its own battle. Records were broken in France, Switzerland, Germany, and Spain, the European Union's Earth Observation Service, Copernicus, said earlier this week. And there's also that uh, what it, wet bulb thing happening, which I don't fully understand. I had, And this is like the first I've really heard about it. But of course, the conservatives are hearing about it and immediately dismissing it. But it's uh, like, oh, that's it. Just that many. It's like 90 something. But it's, yeah, it's a phenomenon where it, when humidity is at that high of a level and so is the heat, 
your body cannot handle being outside. Yeah. So yeah, hundred percent humidity at like just in the nineties, like oh ninety. That's deadly. Uh, like oh that doesn't sound so bad, but combined with the humidity, it makes it to the human body has a very 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 difficult time regulating its own temperature, which will almost certainly lead to people being hospitalized or killed. Yeah. But uh, it doesn't sound so bad to me. Anyway, yeah, also <laughs> another completely misconstrued thing, the global average temperature. Mm -hmm. uh, like, well, it's summer, right? Yeah, uh, well, that doesn't seem so high. The, the whole it's planet. Like, no, that's the average across the entire globe. Yeah, it's Meaning winter. the poles it's and winter, the winter down, there. down south. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're being uh, intentionally obtuse. Yes. And you should be ignored. But there's also wildfires, with the most notable so far this year belonging to Canada. Damn it. Blame Canada. Uh, also, apparently really bad in Greece right now as well. Oh. Uh, only seven months into 2023, Canada has already been faced with more than 4,000 wildfires that have burned up to 9.6 million hectares of land, more than 37,000 square miles. As of Thursday, the Canadian Interagency Forest Fire Center reported 906 active fires across the nation, more than half of which are considered out of control. On July 6th, the Canadian government said this season has already been Canada's most severe on record. And this is like double messed up because Canada has, I think, the most trees in the world, or at least they're pretty high up there. And obviously you need trees to eat up all that CO2 that is at the root of this problem. But because not enough CO2 is getting eaten by trees, now the trees that eat the CO2 are on fire, yeah. and we have less of those trees, and therefore more CO2. And the smoke is blanketing everything, including the United States. The border did nothing to stop this wildfire yeah, smoke. We need to build the, a very tall wall. <laughs> That's right. Uh, there's also been torrential rains. India has been inundated with a southwest monsoon that covered the entire country on July 2nd, India's meteorological department said. Last week, the capital of the country, New Delhi, was hit with the highest single day of rain in 40 years, getting half a foot of rain in a single day. Holy shit. The northeast part of the United States has also been hit with record rainfall in some areas leading to catastrophic flooding. A foot and a half of rain in one day is insane. Yeah. Uh, also, the images coming out of like Pennsylvania, Vermont, New England, just shocking. There's like, here's, uh, you know, this part of Pennsylvania at eight o'clock in the morning completely normal, everything's fine. And then like six hours later, it's just feet and feet of water from rivers overflowing and uh, everything else. And, mm -hmm. and yeah, not great. Not great. So yeah, you're wondering why the orcas and every other intelligent life form living on this planet and in its oceans are fucking pissed? Well, that's because the sea is turning into a big old jacuzzi mm -hmm. and not the fun kind. No. The article adds that reps from the EU's Copernicus said that the service found that the Northern Atlantic Ocean and the Mediterranean Sea have both seen record temperatures in recent months. Wait, who's in the Mediterranean Sea? Hmm. Oh, those damn orcas. Yeah. The sea surface temperature anomaly along the coasts of southern Spain and North Africa hmm, was approximately plus five degrees Celsius above the reference value for the period, indicative of the escalating heat wave conditions, Copernicus said Friday. Yeah, uh, what? Mm. Southern Spain, you yeah, say? Yeah. Uh, North Africa? Where do those two regions meet uh, very closely? Oh, that's where the Strait of Gibraltar the is, Strait right? The Strait of yeah. Gibraltar uh, goes straight through Gibraltar. Uh, <laughs> and that's... that's And that's where the orcas... Yeah! That's where they've been beating up all those boats. That's right. And honing their skills. <laughs> but surely this is all simply a coincidence. Mm-hmm. 
Anyways, it continues. The data comes just a few months after researchers found that the oceans have been warming so rapidly that it's an amount equal to the energy of five atomic bombs detonating underwater every second for 24 hours a day for the entire year. Seems bad. Whew! It also comes just days after climate experts issued another warning that ocean temperatures have hit unprecedented levels that are much higher than anything the models predicted. Oh, good. And that leads us to the ongoing and, in our opinion, justified war on humans by the animals. If you've been following along since the spring, you'll know that Earth's animals are pissed. They're looking for answers, and they are causing chaos every chance they get. And we're not exactly sure what the tipping point was, but we would assume decades of rising temperatures, destruction of habitats and ecosystems, centuries of hunting and mass murder, uh, all of that is just finally coming to a head now. Much like the actors, writers, UPS drivers, and hotel and fast food workers, it seems like the animals have started organizing. Good. From orcas destroying boats, to sea otters destroying surfboards, to birds using our weapons against us, it seems like it's only a matter of time before the animals eventually kill us all. And if they don't do it, the heat will. This week, we saw even more extreme and extraordinary animal behavior, starting with the, the humble baby killer known as the dingo. Oh which has reportedly been chasing humans into the ocean where marine life can have their way with them. Mm, that's a level of coordination I wasn't expecting. But here we are. Animal solidarity. That's right. Wow. See, obviously these next two stories are fucked up mm -hmm. and we aren't literally sold on the idea that this is all coordinated through some sort of animal union, though that would be most entertaining outcome. Sure. But here's the latest from Australia, a country already known for animals that will kill you. A woman was mauled by a pack of dingoes and then chased into the ocean where she was dismembered by an orca. Okay, that last part didn't happen, but <laughs> the fact that you believed us says a lot about society or something. Yeah. But here's the latest from local Aussie outlet Nine News. A woman has been taken to hospital with a significant laceration after she was attacked by a pack of dingoes on Kigari, off the coast of Queensland. The 24-year-old was jogging near Orchid Beach around 9 a.m. today when she was surrounded by four dingoes, also known as Wangari, and chased into the ocean, the Queensland Department of Environment and Science confirmed. The four dogs attacked her in the water, leaving her with serious injuries to her legs and arms before two men in a four-wheel drive rushed to her aid. Paramedics say the woman received up to 30 lacerations to her arms, legs, and torso. Senior Ranger Linda Berendorf said the attack was the latest incident involving a dingo. It's not a position you would want to find yourself in, she said. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah. This type of behavior is similar to what they would do with larger prey like wallabies or kangaroos. Queensland Parks and Wildlife is investigating the dingoes responsible and will increase patrols of Orchid Beach. We are investigating those dingoes. So far, they say they didn't do it. But they've been known to lie. They have been known to lie. We will stay on top of it. Also, I mean, this is basically what I would expect living in Australia. Mm -hmm. Fair play. I chose to live here. And uh, this is what happened. <laughs> yeah. as, it, as it would. Yes. Uh, Attacked by something. Uh, uh, Dingoes, spiders, sharks. It would be a real split-second decision for me on where to run from a dingo because... It's probably a snake. Well, wherever you're running, there's a snake somewhere. There's a spider somewhere. Yeah. There's jellyfish that'll kill you in the ocean. Oh, there's right. sharks. Yeah. I mean, you're really between a rock and a hard place. So, yeah. I guess the dingoes might be the least deadly thing you could experience. Yeah, they're the enemy you know. And you gotta watch out for those drop bears. That's right. Which are definitely real. 
They are real. Mm -hmm. Look up. Anyway, a few thousand miles north off the coast of Japan, a pack of highly intelligent aquatic animals attacked and injured multiple swimmers, continuing a trend that shows no sign of slowing. Dolphins in Japan have their own very specific uh, local reasons for attacking humans. Yeah. Uh, they made a movie about it a couple years ago, and That's it's right. pretty upsetting. Mm -hmm. But uh, these attacks also come on the heels of a dolphin slaughter on the other side of uh, a globe that made headlines recently because it, it took place while a cruise ship was docked nearby. Yeah, this is way far away from Japan, but you know how they communicate. Yeah. It can travel across the oceans that ocean very easily. Internet. Yeah. It's all, the ocean is basically one big Ethernet cable. That's right. And yeah, this was especially horrific and ironic because the ship that bore witness to the slaughter was hosting members of a marine life advocacy group called ORCA, or ORCA. Yeah. In that incident, conservationists said that over 40 small boats and jet skis herded the whales to a beach where 150 people worked to haul the animals ashore with hooks and slaughter them with lances. These are, well, they're, they're, we called, are... they're called whales, but these are actually dolphins. They're part of the, uh, yeah, yeah. they're part of the dolphins. So, yeah, I don't think we should be antagonizing them like this. No, it seems uh, bad. I don't think they need any more reasons. <laughs> but uh, back to the retribution on the other side of the globe in Japan. Here's the telegraph. Dolphins have been biting and ramming swimmers in a spate of beach attacks in central Japan. Four swimmers were injured in the attacks on Sunday, according to officials. One man in his 60s suffered broken ribs as well as bites to his hands after a dolphin rammed into him on the shoreline at Suishohama Beach in the town of Mihama, Fukui Prefecture, early on Sunday. The man was swimming around five meters from the shore with a friend when the dolphin lunged, according to local police. In a separate incident the same morning, another man in his 40s sustained bites to his arm on the beach, which is known as a family-friendly spot and popular with tourists. Two more people were injured by the mammals later in the day. Officials have put up signs warning swimmers against approaching or touching the animals. Quote, if you see them, don't go in the water, an official advised. Man, getting attacked by a dolphin be so weird, because, like, it's like, I mean, objectively, they could be very dangerous, mm -hmm. but they just don't have that look to them. Yes. When you think about dolphins, you think about, like, Lisa Frank drawings. Yeah. And uh, fun little guys they who look just... They look hang like, out. yeah, they, they're like naturally always smiling. That's mm -hmm. just the shape of their mouth. Yeah, that would be surreal. But they're also very dangerous and extremely smart. Yeah. I mean, and even if they're not trying to hurt you, they might be trying to find something else with you, like how Hank Hill yeah, found out. He did find that's, out. That'd be just as scary. Uh, but yeah, you know, in previous years, you'd be like, oh, what is that dorsal fin? Is that a shark? Oh, thank goodness. Oh, it's, it's just a dolphin. Just a friendly dolphin. No, now you're getting your ass beat mm -hmm. either way. Yeah. Uh -huh. But let's shift gears now and talk about something involving the ocean that has a happy ending for once, because a man and his dog have been found alive after being adrift in the Pacific Ocean for two months, surviving entirely on rainwater and any fish that the sailor could get his hands on. Mm -hmm. Here's CBS News with more. Tim Shattuck, 51, and his dog Bella were sailing from Mexico to French Polynesia when rough seas damaged their boat and its electronic system, leaving them adrift and cut off from the world. The pair drifted for more than two months in the Pacific Ocean and survived by drinking rainwater and eating raw fish that Shattuck was able to catch, according to his own account, provided in a couple videos obtained by Australia's Nine News Network. By chance, a helicopter that was accompanying a tuna trawler eventually spotted Shattuck's drifting vessel and rescued the pair. Damn. Mike Tipton, a professor of human and applied physiology at the University of Portsmouth, told Nine News that the survival of the pair was down to a combination of luck and skill. 
He said that the key was Shattuck's ability to secure a source of drinking water, and also knowing, for example, as Tim did, that during the heat of the day, you need to protect yourself because the last thing you want when you're in danger of becoming dehydrated is to be sweating. Tipton said the fact that Shattuck had his dog Bella there for companionship may well have made the difference. And God help us all if the dogs turn on us. They're our only friends. We literally, we genetically engineered them to be our friends. But, yes. Uh, we've I mean, certainly given them many reasons to question that friendship. Wild dogs already have turned against us, especially on the beaches of Australia. But if man's best friend decides that it's over, then it's really over. Man's best friend? It's or, Rover. Or men's, man's newest enemy. Yeah. It's so Rover. It's so Rover. <laughs> Uh, regardless, hug your pets, folks, and make sure that you wave to all of the birds and other animals that you see daily, like I do. If I got lost at sea with my dogs, the look of just disappointment on their faces, that would not be a motivator. They would be so upset with you. Like, what the f- You're fucking You're supposed idiot. to be in charge! You were gonna sail from Mexico to Polynesia, you fucking dork, you moron, you thought that would work? Your, Take a plane, your, idiot! Your dogs would eat you immediately. No, they would. I know, I know for a fact that if I were to die suddenly uh, alone, uh, you wouldn't find anything but bones. Yeah. They would, they would devour me. That's right. And that's, they're right. <laughs> what, what a way to go. Yeah. Uh, Put my body to use. Also, you know, if you're, if you're feeling like it, maybe just try to reduce the amount of meat you consume just for fun. Maybe that will just a little keep challenge the animals to happy. Yeah. But uh, enough of that kind of animal news. Let's focus back on the most dangerous and stupid animal of them all humans. Over in Clown World news, the saga regarding a simple bag of cocaine found at the White House is still, still playing out in, con in the conservative news cycle. Uh, aside from the Don Jr. video, which we're about to get to, uh, Jesse Waters just took over officially uh, as Tucker's, Tucker's re yeah. replacement, Jesse Waters' primetime. Uh -huh. The first story in Jesse Waters' primetime slot is about the bag of cocaine found at the White House, which was what two weeks ago now? Yeah, I mean, listen, I get it's a scandalous story. Like, it if, is if sure. This, if this happened under Trump, like we'd definitely get some mileage out of it. But it's also, it's just like, there's really just no, there's no more story there. I feel the like... idea that it's a cover up is like stupid because if it was a cover up, this would no one would know about the bag of coke in the first place. No, I I, I maintain that it was probably someone with the Secret Service that did it, and they're like, yeah. yeah, we investigated, we can't figure out who it is. I wouldn't put it past them, or it could have been just some fucking tourist who yeah. like, you know, forgot they emptying had it their pockets at security. Like I don't know, it could have been fucking anyone. The, I think the difference is that if it was during the Trump administration, everyone would be like, well, this could be anyone's cocaine. Mm-hmm. During the Biden administration, it's kind of a mystery as to who it could be. You know, everyone seems to think it's Hunter Biden, which like I don't if think it he was, hangs out yeah. at the White House. And also, <laughs> as we've said, he smokes crack. He doesn't snort cocaine. Yeah, no, this would be useless to him. <laughs> so <laughs> just, uh, you just don't get the same high off the <laughs> off the nose candy, especially at that age. It's it's bad. You you want to take care of your sinuses. You want to smoke crack. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but anyways, he, Jesse Waters started his first official episode after taking over Tucker's prime slot. Uh, primetime slot with more reporting on the random bag of coke but this was somehow not the most insane mention of this story recently because Donald Trump Jr. Uh, had a little appearance over at Toilet Paper USA, one of their conferences and did a bang up job over the weekend proving to everyone that he would never do cocaine no, not in the White House, not. not anywhere so let's just take a look at his argument so you can judge for yourself yeah. and, and, and you be the judge of, of whether or not this guy would ever touch you the stuff. You decide. 
I get it. My guys, who I stayed in touch with, many of them just dear friends, they're like, hey, dude, there's no way you would have gotten away with that. I go, I know. Luckily, I don't snort all cocaine. Like, it's not my thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sold. That man has never touched, never touched a stimulant in his life. I, it is definitely not cocaine. It is interesting that he specifically said he doesn't snort it. That is a, yeah, that is a weird specification. I don't snort coke. What was the, I, we talked about it before the uh, we started filming. What's his uh, wife's name? Guilfoyle? Not his wife. She's his girlfriend. Oh, which, yeah. I don't even know if they're engaged, but it is hilarious that every time she's announced in any official capacity, it's like, and Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend, <laughs> Kimberly Guilfoyle. Like, these people are both in their 50s. Like, yeah. I guess that's just a problem with language. Well, they don't want to say partner because right. it's... Lib yeah. solved this long time ago with the word partner, which even for me, like, Whatever. I don't know. I'm like, yeah. it still feels weird, but like they make it a, a, a just another culture war issue, so they like can't say it. So she is this 50-something-year-old woman is Don Jr.'s girlfriend. Yeah, I was Official saying that... Official girlfriend. If he's not snorting, she's boofing it into him. Yeah, she's a freak. Yeah, she's blowing it up his asshole with a straw. And yeah, he's blowing it right back. But he, I, he he was acting like this long before she came along and, yeah, no. and uh, ruined his marriage. So I don't <laughs> As know. we've pointed out before, um, if he's... I bet they like met in the fucking bathroom, <laughs> the, the handicap stall at like a CPAC one That's year. That's right, yeah. Uh, like, hey, you're taking so long in there. He's like, hold on. Wait, wait. Are you doing blow in there? These damn pills are too hard <laughs> to crush up. Yeah, we, uh, I'm under the impression that he, he gets his stimulants through legal means. Yeah. This, a doctor prescribed his. Right, yeah. yeah. I would never do cocaine! <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I, every every rich person in this country is on, like, so many fucking Just drugs. Just a cocktail. Like, and, but they're, you know, they come from actual pharmaceutical companies, so yeah. it's, it's totally cool. And like, they're definitely not abusing them. Like, I, I fully believe, based on almost nothing... <laughs> That when you are president of the United States, like, they give you fucking drugs that, like, aren't even available to other rich people. That's right. And that's why Joe Biden is able to, like, function on a daily basis is because he's on, like, all these, like, fucking brain drugs. No, he... That are keeping him barely even... Even with all that, he's barely functional. He does it the old-fashioned way. Two scoops of ice cream every night. That's what the doctor ordered. Okay, he thinks that, but they're they're putting the... <laughs> they're they're putting the drugs in the ice cream. Yeah. Ah, oh, cookies and cream, Jack. Mm. Oh, that's the best tasting stuff right there. Yeah. You see they have that uh, the Alzheimer's drug. It hasn't been approved. One got approved. It reduces Alzheimer's That's uh, good, because I have that shit in my family, and yeah. it terrifies me. And the, they, they say that a new one uh, does an even better job. It's not approved yet, but they're looking to get it approved. That's good. They <laughs> should start crumbling some of that into Joe Biden's ice cream. Because without such a cure, I'm being honest, uh, such a diagnosis, I'm not sure I would want to... Uh, just ride that out. Yeah, it's if you not know really, what I mean. Not really fun. I've 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 witnessed it uh, in extended family and uh, not. It's it's literally horrifying. Yeah. Fly me to fucking Canada, Switzerland, or, or yeah. yeah, I guess Canada now. Yeah, put me go. in put me in the death booth. Yeah, uh, but anyways, let's check in on the fight to end all fights, the cage match that everyone is looking forward to. And no, we're not talking about Mark Zuckerberg versus Elon Musk. We're of course talking about. Marjorie Taylor Greene, Large Marge versus Lauren Busty Bobert. What's her What's her store's name? Lauren Diarrhea Bobert. Uh, shooters. Shooters. Yeah. She, shooters closed. It got, it's not there anymore. Okay. Well, uh, there's more on the line now than ever, and that's because Large Marge has been kicked out of the House Freedom Caucus. She has 
nothing left to lose. Yeah, that was the one place that would have her, because they're all freaks like her, but she's too freaky. When you're too freaky for the House Freedom Caucus, you're on your own plane of uh, crazy. This is like a conspiracy theorist being kicked out of the Flat Earthers Club. Yeah. Where do you go? Yeah, they made made the, I think the Freedom Caucus, I think it might be a throwback to like the Tea Party era, but that's like always just where they put all the like, the biggest cranks. Yeah. Like here, go. Silo them off. Yeah, basically. Uh, According to a recent report, an actual physical altercation between those two beautiful women (laughs) uh, could actually erupt at any moment. Uh, Here's the Daily Beast with more. It's no secret that the relationship between Marjorie Taylor Greene and Lauren Boebert has never been worse. The two U.S. representatives yelled at each other on and off the House floor. Green <laughs> recently called Bobert, uh, Elliot, I'll let you do the impression. A little bitch. To her face. And Bobert supported Green's removal from the Freedom Caucus. But lawmakers told the Daily Beast the situation between the two is still even worse than most people think. Quote, a fistfight could break out at any moment, Representative Tim Burchett, of Republican of Tennessee, told the Daily Beast. Well, and munch- that's on the record. Told Daily Beast while munching popcorn. <laughs> and by the way, don't say an anonymous source. No, quote me. <laughs> Burchett, who later clarified that he was serious. Yeah, put that, make sure to put in the newspaper that I'm not joking around. <laughs> they will fight. And I've got the popcorn. Put my name, put my name in there. And then, by the way, I'm not joking. Uh, later clarified that he was serious and said he was enjoying the standoff as a professional wrestling fan. I mean, that's where M- uh, MTG, like Alex Jones, that's where she should have ended up in life. She would have been such a good lady wrestler, mm-hmm. heel in the WWE. Yeah. Uh, and she's got the she's got the athletic ability to do it, I imagine. Yeah. Um, Wrestle, whatever the next WrestleMania is, they are doing themselves a disservice if they do not have... Marjorie Taylor Greene face off against Logan Paul. Oh my God. With a giant anthropomorphic prime energy drink as the referee. <laughs> and a Zangief cosplayer tag team partner. Because yeah. as we all know. Oh, yeah, she fucked she, a yeah, Zangief, she fucked the Zangief guy yeah. At, yeah. at the CrossFit gym. As we all know. <laughs> as is common knowledge. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're all up on the same amount of chud lore that we are, but uh, yeah, there's a lot. Uh, Burchette, who continued this on-the-record communication, said, I am friends with both of them. It's entertaining to think that a fistfight could break out at any moment. I kind of dig that. <laughs> what is going on? Okay. We I deserve mean, we deserve everything we get in this world. I mean, these, these people have made politics into blood sport and spectacle. So, I mean, this is the logical conclusion of this. Yeah. Where, like... Uh, even the people within that world are like, fuck it. Yeah. Let's get Let a cage set up. Yeah. <laughs> Money in the bank. Yeah. Put that briefcase up on top of the house there, floor. Yeah, there's one House Freedom Caucus membership card in the briefcase. <laughs> and whoever climbs the ladder. See, uh... <laughs> now, okay, that's interesting. Because if it was a, a head-to-head fist fight, uh, m- large Marge would clearly... No, Bulber's getting snapped like a twig. But if it was a scramble... To get up a up a ladder to get a, a a card for the House Freedom Caucus, that might be different because no, Marge still got it. They like climb the CrossFit shit. She has trained specifically for that fight, her whole life. Yeah, yeah. Bober's yeah. gonna have to fight dirty. <laughs> she gonna will have to throw some salt. Oh, it's gonna be it's gonna be just like the movie trope where uh, 
Marjorie Taylor Greene comes out all fucking buff, ready to fight, and Lauren Boebert just pulls out the pistol she always carries around and shoots right. her. Right, yeah. Never bring a... a Fist bring, to a gunfight. That's right. Anyway, the reporting continues. There's more to this. Burchette isn't the only person who thinks the feud could turn even nastier. Another Republican lawmaker who is close to both Green and Boebert told the Daily Beast that the situation was a tinderbox. You can't have too many of these rifts for too long, this lawmaker said. Another GOP member suggested that one of them would destroy the other. They just didn't know who would come out on top. They will be nailing that coffin shut, this lawmaker said. And one of them is still in there kicking and screaming. That's another uh, classic WWE match yeah. format, uh, the coffin match. Yeah, uh, the Undertaker pops <laughs> yeah. up. <laughs> what the fuck did you just say to me? Okay, so yeah, some sort of combination Hell in a Cell, Money in the Bank coffin match between MTG and Lauren Boebert. Lauren Boebert's obviously going to have to fight a little dirty. She's got some manager in her corner who's going to hand her a chair or it's something. It's her now ex-husband. Um, yeah. yeah. Could be anyone. But uh, uh, By God! Large Marge has scaled the cage. They're saying, no, no. The the prime energy drink and Zangief are setting up two <laughs> tables on the ground and Lauren Boebert is collapsed on top of it. By God, that woman has By a family. God. That woman is a grandmother. Stop the fight. Stop the fight. That woman is a grandmother. And yes, she, I'm talking about the is. younger of the two. Lauren Boebert, same age as me, I believe, is a grandmother. That's right. Anyway, we're just going to assume that Marge is the one that would come out on top here, no yeah. matter which match format we go with. I mean, we hate both of these representatives, but it's clear that Marjorie Taylor Greene would destroy Bobert in a physical altercation and probably destroy me and Ricky as well. That's right. I'm I not have, I'm not going to fight her. I am physically afraid of this woman. Yes. That's why I call her Marjorie Titan Greene. It's not, <laughs> it's not just because she looks like a Titan from Attack on Titan, especially when she smiles. Yeah. yeah. It's because she is big and scary, like a Titan. Yeah, I, I, I'm not using large Marge as a pejorative. No. I'm saying it as a, you know, a large very empowering. Marge. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they call her down at the CrossFit gym. Tell them large Marge sent you. That woman can shake a fucking giant rope like, like it's nothing. That's right. Now, only because we're on the topic of dumb people fighting each other, we, I guess we, we should check in on the, check in on Elon Musk. Because things are not going great for him. Oh my gosh, surprise. Yeah. And it's awesome. It's always awesome when things are going bad for Elon Musk. First of all, even his most loyal supporters have been turning on him recently, especially after the very public debut of Twitter's hand-selected monetization policy, which left countless Musk supporters in the dust while they just had to sit there and watch others rake in thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars in apparent ad revenue. Those Cheech and Chong gummies are doing crazy numbers. Yeah, uh, I sorry, Cheech and Chong. <laughs> gotta gotta press that block button. See, Eric from comment. Yeah, he's like, he's like, I was told these are hundred percent legal. <laughs> he's like, I've been arrested for consuming the Cheech and Chong comments. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, yeah. We we said uh, all of this before, but it bears repeating. This, this policy, this monetization policy, is absolutely in no way a sustainable business model for Musk or his platform. But we're happy to watch it fail and. It is going to be nonstop just problems with this coming out over He's the next few months. He's turned Twitter blue into a Ponzi scheme. Yes. <laughs> but it's hilarious. Again, we're happy to watch it fail, especially considering a portion of Twitter's ad revenue went to Andrew Tate, who is currently facing charges of human trafficking. Oh, cool. We're sure Twitter's current and potential advertisers are just loving yeah, that. Yeah, that's so, an insanely bold move. Mm -hmm. Just like, no, we are officially uh, 
financially endorsing Andrew Tate's presence on our platform. Yeah. Wait, where'd you all go? Where'd my advertisers go? You don't want to advertise on a platform where Andrew Tate is getting paid? Yeah. But Interesting. It, it also seems like an impossible task to keep paying out content creators in any meaningful way because the platform, by Musk's own admission over the weekend, is failing to make money in every conceivable way. Here's CNN Business. Elon Musk disclosed on Twitter Saturday that due to a 50% drop in advertising revenue and a heavy debt load, the platform still has a negative cash flow. The billionaire owner tweeted Saturday in response to business advice from a follower, need to reach positive cash flow before we have the luxury of anything else. The tweet is in stark contrast to his tone in April when Musk told the BBC the platform is now roughly breaking even and that most of its advertisers have returned. The New York Times reported that Twitter's U.S. advertising revenue from the five weeks from April 1st to the first week of May was down 59% year over year, citing an internal presentation. Uh, so not going great, and I cannot imagine major advertisers returning anytime soon, especially with him showing exactly who he's paying out and who is yeah. bringing in the eyeballs, because that's really what it is. It's saying... These are the people who are bringing in the most eyeballs to your advertisements. Yeah, it's a uh, Cobra Tate. It's also just I'm probably going to get into this more on week or on uh, Tech Newsday this week, but um, the, the monetization system makes no sense financially. No, you, the more you look into it, the less it sense it makes. Yeah, um, it's very. Also, funny. he didn't disclose shit about Tucker Carlson in this most recent. Interesting. Concerning. Yeah. Hmm. Seems like something they would, you know, want to promote, especially if he's doing such a great job with literally uh, hundreds of millions of views. Mm -hmm. Seems like Tucker would be yeah. clearly one of the winners in this monetization right, scheme. Where Tucker money. That's right. Uh, but speaking of uh, weirdo right wing shit, uh, there's a movie out right now about uh, child trafficking called The Sound of Freedom. And yeah. there are no shortage of conspiracies surrounding uh, all of the major theater chains and right. everyone else trying to... Uh, People are showing up to the theaters and it's like, oh, every seat's supposed to be booked, but I'm the only one here. They must have trafficked everyone else who right. bought tickets, but no, it's actually... Uh, they're, they're they're telling on themselves. They're, gonna, they're exposing their own weird astroturfing campaign. So all the, the movie web and all the, all the trackers are going to have to start doing something that the New York Times bestseller list has been doing for decades, yeah. which is add a little asterisk to movies that are technically selling record amounts of tickets, but those tickets are being bought by like right-wing billionaires who just like are buying a bunch of tickets to make the number go up. Yeah. It's literally that. Specifically one TikTok in particular where they were like, I looked online and every seat in this theater was sold out. And also the movie is doing numbers that few major releases have yeah. been able to this year. And all of the, the theaters, uh, surprisingly empty. Yeah, and then people are also they're like, they're like, clearly the the new world order is trying to stop people from seeing this movie because uh, the air conditioning was not hot, not cool enough in my theater. And then someone else is like, well, that's funny. The air conditioning was too cold in my theater. Clearly, George Soros is yeah. trying to stop me from fully enjoying this movie. The classic Goldilocks conspiracy. It's just like no, I mean, you went to an AMC in a small town like that. This this is what happens. Yes, it's the theater experience isn't always so good. That's right. Um, but uh, yeah, they're, they're loving it. They're uh, the same people who were already like losing their minds thinking that any trip to the local uh, supermarket could result in uh, them being trafficked. 
are even more paranoid. This is just fueling their delusions. Uh, we love it. Especially, we love it in a country of people filled with guns who were already paranoid. Where a majority of the child abuse and trafficking comes from within their own families. Within their own families, yeah, and um, yeah. Uh, also a video making the rounds this weekend, which we unfortunately have to, you know, say that it's it's not real. It's but fake. But, but the fact that you believed it says a lot about society. It's it still is very real funny. to me, damn it. And it is funny that everyone is kind of coordinating to be like, no, uh, stop. Make sure that everyone still thinks this is real. Because it's Ron DeSantis being Ron DeSantis, looking at a big plate of food and saying, I'm hungry. And it's very funny, and it's right on brand for him. This is a man who looks silly just sitting there doing nothing. The photo of him wearing cowboy boots with high water pants recently, just perfect. Goes right alongside... The, uh, him wearing the water boots, yeah, the rain boots uh, in last year's hurricane season. But uh, yeah, sadly, it's from apparently from a recent episode of Bad Lip Reading. I didn't even so, know they were still doing that. That's why it worked. That's why the clip worked. Wow. But uh, it is a very funny clip, though. So spread it anyway. Also, uh, Charles Barkley just went on a wonderful rant recently. I love Charles Barkley's always been a real one, but uh, yeah, he he's he's been saying trans rights for a while now and he did it again recently just uh, actively uh, antagonizing his audience mm -hmm. and like you can't cancel me because I'm just going to play more golf let's, let's I... watch the clip <laughs> if you're gay, bless you if you're transgender, bless you and if you have a problem with that, fuck you there you Thanks. go. Yeah. There's a reason they call him Sir Charles, and that's because he's a king. Mm -hmm. All right, before we let you go today, though, uh, there is an important and also very funny initiative that has just recently started touring the country. MoveOn.org's Banned Bookmobile is bringing banned books to communities across the United States and giving them out for free while also raising awareness. Uh, their website has information on the current uh, planned stops, as well as a section where you can request a stop by the Banned Bookmobile in your town. But if you really want to support this very good cause, very funny cause. You can use the link in our description below to donate to the program. Yeah, they'll use your donation to purchase more banned books for the rest of the tour so that they can provide people in communities across the country with access to books that they might not otherwise be able to read. Yeah. This is a great cause. Uh, I wish it was unnecessary, but it... It's necessary. It, it, yeah, it is necessary, unfortunately, and it's, it's awesome because it will definitely piss off people like Ron DeSantis. Yeah. They should send this car all over Florida. And uh, we're going to kick things off with a $500 donation and hope that you can use our link to support however you can, whether it's, you know, $5, $50, $1,500. Let's yeah. see. Let's, uh, let's help move on, bring banned books to as many stops as possible. Mm -hmm. So click the link in the description below to help out, to find out more, to request a stop, or to volunteer at one of their upcoming locations. There you go. Uh, don't forget to like the video. If you like the video, it helps the channel grow, and we really, really appreciate you for it. Leave a comment if you want down below, and if you haven't already, please check out our most recent episodes right over here. We have a brand new episode of Weekly Weird News and a new episode of News Dump. Check both of those out, and we'll see you soon for some tech news. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> God damn it.